premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey folks, this is Joe Rusiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. (laughs) And we are broadcasting to you live from the Asylum Studios here in the bowels of Southwest Texas in the beautiful city of Eagle Pass. Thank you for being with us for our Sermon Sunday broadcast today. You know, folks, I hope that you made it to church this morning. And when you were at church, I hope that your preacher was on fire for the Lord. I hope that when you left church today, you left with a refreshed love for the Word of God, your Savior for the Lord Jesus Christ, and with a renewed burden for the lost and the dying of this world. You know, folks, on today's Sermon Sunday, we're going to discuss the subject of hardened hearts. It occurred to me as I was studying that uh, oftentimes we find ourselves to be the recipients of the law of diminishing return. And then we wonder why. And we say, you know, what's the deal? It seems like God used to do more in our behalf than he does now. What's the problem? What's the situation? Well, could the problem be a hard heart? That's the question that we're going to try to answer today when we get into our Sermon Sunday broadcast. But before we do that, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, head over to our contact section. And why don't you send us over a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And don't forget to send over those prayer requests. And if you don't like to use the web form, folks, that's fine. You could always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, also, while you're on the website, if you would, please look for that Support This Podcast button. And when you find it, would you please consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set it up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Now, I know doing a monthly recurring contribution right now might be difficult for some of us, and that's okay. We totally understand that. But if you can do a one-time contribution, we would appreciate that just as much, and you can do that by clicking on the Waygiver button or by scanning the Cash App QR code, which is also on our website. 
So, folks, why don't you pray about it? And if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very, very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, as always, at this point, I always like to stop, and I like to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for a great many things. Uh, but, you know, like the song says, if I sat here and I counted my blessings one by one, well, we'd be here forever. Now, I just want to first of all thank the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me. You know, it was 23 years ago, this coming July, that the Lord Jesus Christ moved and worked in people and situations surrounding me and uh, brought me to the point where I dropped on my knees on a, in the middle of a pier in Lower Manhattan, and I asked the Lord Jesus Christ to save me. And it's been an incredible an incredible walk with the Lord over the last 23 years. Uh, hey, look, you know, I've had my good days. I've had my bad days. I've had plenty, and when I say plenty, of failures in my walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that would be an, the understatement of the century. But the wonderful thing about our Savior is that he is a merciful and loving Savior. He's a forgiving Savior. And if we come and we uh, confess our sins... The Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So it's been been an amazing walk with the Lord over the last 23 years. It's one that I do not regret. I will never regret. And it's one that if you are not saved today, it's a walk that you could establish for yourself today too. You can do that by putting your full faith, trust, and confidence in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only thing, that's the only thing that will save you in this church age in which we live. The only thing. Not your baptism, not your sacraments, not praying to the saints, not praying to Mary, not praying to the Pope, not, uh, not going on pilgrimages and no good work, nothing that you could do will ever earn you enough to get you into heaven. The only thing that gets you there is the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're not saved today, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I would implore you, please do not go to hell. Do not go to the worst place imaginable. Do not go to a place of ever-increasing darkness where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth from the pain of the eternal torment that your soul will endure while in hell. There is absolutely no reason why you should go to hell. The Lord Jesus Christ paid your penalty, and all he asks is that you receive it as the free gift that it is. Put your full faith, trust, and confidence in his work, in his precious blood, and he will save you. Folks, I also want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for allowing me this ministry. This is a tremendous blessing for me and something that I, I, I love to do because I love to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I, I just, I've been, this, this ministry has been on my heart and mind ever since the day I got saved. Uh, particularly because I heard the gospel message through a radio program very similar to ours, and uh, I I just wanted to do something like this and like that, 
And, uh, and I am so thankful for the Lord for giving me this opportunity. It's really a, a, a huge, huge blessing for me to do this. And, uh, of course, I also want to say thank you to all of you who uh, support us prayerfully. Thank you for your prayers. God bless you for them. Please continue to pray for this ministry. Please continue to pray for my family and for myself as we uh, continue to serve the Lord Jesus Christ in this capacity or any capacity for that matter. I also want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially. God bless you for your financial support. Uh, Thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on, keeping the servers going, keeping everything here up and running. Uh, Your contributions really do go a very, very long way. And uh, it's been a tremendous blessing for us uh, to, uh, to walk with you like this through your contributions. God bless you for it. And of course, I also want to say thank you to every single one of you who listen and tune in and play and download everything that we put out faithfully week after week. God bless you for that. Thank you so much for sharing uh, the show with your friends, your family, your followers on your social media accounts. It's, uh, it's huge. Our, we are, we, our search algorithms are strong. We are you know, popping up higher up in the searches. It's great, and it's helping us get this gospel message out to the lost and dying world that's around us. Also, because of your plays and downloads, you have us right now in five number one positions on the Good Pods platform, and that is an amazing accomplishment, and I am so thankful to every one of you for it. And uh, please, wherever you're listening, be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. Uh, If you're on a platform that allows you to give us a five-star review and you feel like we deserve a five-star review, please uh, give us that five-star, write up a little review for us. That'll also help us with our search algorithms. Algorithms, uh, I'll figure it out one day. And uh, we, uh, we really do appreciate all of your support. Help us, folks, help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, how about some announcements? Well, folks, I want to remind you of our Thursday night Bible study. We meet together here on Spreaker, or you can check us out on our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, if you want to catch the live broadcast of the show. Uh, we meet there every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central, Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And we have been going through the book of Revelation, and what a blessing that has been. And uh, it's been over or thereabouts 12 weeks already that we've been going through this book. And uh, each and every week, it's something new that we, we, we learn and we wrap our heads around. And uh, it's a, been a tremendous blessing for me to teach through this book. Uh, coming up this week, Lord willing, we'll be getting into Revelation chapter 13, where we're going to talk about Antichrist. So uh, it's going to be a, a really detailed episode. So if you can catch it, at, catch it live, please do so. And again, you can find us on our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, or you can tune in live here on Spreaker. And speaking of Spreaker, if you have an active Spreaker account and uh, 
you are currently logged in, you could also jump on into our chat group, and uh, we would love to see you there. Uh, it is open and ready for business. All right, and uh, don't forget also we have our Sermon Sunday broadcast every Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Now, I know we got a little bit of a late start today, but that's okay. It's only 30 minutes. Um, so uh, t- on today's Sermon Sunday broadcast, we'll be talking about hardened hearts, like we said earlier. And uh, we meet every Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Also able to find us on our website, com, if you want to catch the live version. And uh, both the Thursday night and the Sermon Sunday are available as a podcast version shortly after we conclude the live show. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you are looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is visit the church's Facebook page. And to get there, just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. And once you're there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information. And you'll also find episodes of this podcast. And uh, again, we are thankful to the folks at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass for allowing us to post the show on the church's Facebook page. And of course, to our good friend and our pastor, John Monk, for allowing us to post the show as well. As you guys know, I don't have Facebook, I don't need Facebook, and I most certainly do not want Facebook. But we are appreciative of the fact that we're allowed to post on the church's uh, account, and that is, has been a tremendous blessing. Now, folks, if you are interested in prepping, why don't you check out the Contra Radio Network? What is the Contra Radio Network? Well, the Contra Radio Network is a single podcast housing nearly a dozen talented podcasts and vidcasts, hosts, and artists from around the country who release content daily. The CRN podcast releases 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on current events, and no issues are off limits to any of these patriots. You want a breakdown of current events? We got it. If you plan on going through the tribulation, if you don't plan on getting saved before the rapture of the church, uh, you're going to need to know about preparedness and self-sufficiency. Well, you know what? We've got that too. You want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic? Hey, you know what? Strangely enough, we have that. You want to hear about politics, Bible studies, sports, camping, firearms, and more? The Contra Radio Network has it all covered in spades. You can find the Contra Radio Network on all of your major podcasting platforms and also at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. All right. I also want to tell you about uh, my good friend Chase Tobin's Three Pillars podcast. Well, what's the Three Pillars podcast? Well, it focuses on personal growth, utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Chase drops a new episode every Friday morning and uh, occasionally on a, on a Saturday. So uh, if you haven't checked him out yet, he's available on all of your major podcasting platforms, Good Pods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You could also find him on YouTube and on Rumble. 
And folks, don't forget to uh, sign up for our programming announcements on our homepage, on our website. And all that is is a mailing list that we have set up that we can let you guys know by email of any changes to our programming schedule. If we have a late start or if we have a canceled show, guest, whatever the case may be, that's the best way for us to reach out to you guys to let you know what we're up to. To do that, just head over to swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, just look for that subscription box. Get yourself on the mailing list. We don't charge you for it. Don't cost you nothing. And uh, we don't sell your information. We keep it all here safe and secure with us, and we most certainly won't spam you. All right. Also, folks, while you're on our website, don't forget to check out the Sword Swag page. Uh, When you find that, you can get one of these great Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs like I have here. And uh, you could also get yourself one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts. Now, the mug will cost you about $25 in a contribution, and the T-shirt will cost you about $35 in a contribution. And uh, as usual, I'm going to take a sip. I I know, I know, I know. I keep saying I'm going to stop doing this. It's not funny anymore. I get it. But you know what? It's It's a habit that I'm trying to break. And today's beverage of choice is Starbucks iced coffee. Mm. with a little sweet cream vanilla um, creamer in it. Really, really good stuff. All right, and the last announcement that we want to make, last but certainly not the least, I'd like to uh, tell you guys about the Busy Believer podcast, which is available every Wednesday on all of your major podcasting platforms. Uh, You can check them out, and uh, when we get into... uh, our second break, we'll be running a spot for them, and you can get all of their pertinent information there. A new show drops every Wednesday morning, uh, so I would suggest you check them out. Sister Monica puts out a really good product, and it's been a real blessing to uh, get caught up with her. And by supporting her podcast, you'll also be supporting a veteran. And, uh, and I, I, I keep forgetting to mention, too, that Brother Chase is a veteran as well. Brother Chase is a Marine, uh, and... Um, and, uh, and uh, Monica served in the Army, from what I understand. I might be wrong on that. I'm not sure. And if I am, sister, just correct me. All right. Uh, let's see. We got all that stuff done. And that means that we are going to take our first break of the afternoon here. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Hello and welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast. My name is Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator, and I'm happy to have you here with me. This podcast is focused on a holistic approach to growth using the three pillars of fitness. Those are spiritual, mental, and physical fitness. Using these three pillars, we will build a foundation which we can all grow to be better uh, human beings on our walk with each other and our walk with the Lord. So without further ado, welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast. Hi everyone, this is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. 
On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
Amen. Amen and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Ruciello. And uh, now that we got uh, the opening segment out of the way, and a little bit of a rough opening there, because I wasn't exactly completely prepared, but uh, I think we got it back on track here. Uh, Coming back from the break here, what we're going to do is, as usual, we have our prayer requests So uh, we always start off with our prayer requests for those in need of salvation. And uh, we start off with that because salvation is the single most important decision you will ever, ever make in your life. And that's because it has eternal consequences. Your decision has eternal consequences. Folks, if you were to die today, Without the Lord Jesus Christ, where would you end up? Would you end up in purgatory? No. Well, why not? Well, because there is no purgatory. That's why. Would you be some kind of a wandering spirit, wandering between the planes and dimensional aspects of nature's whatever? (laughs) No. Not at all. If you were to die today without the Lord Jesus Christ, you will find yourself in the worst place imaginable, a place that was reserved for the devil and his angels, a place called hell, a place of ever-increasing darkness, a place that is constantly moving further and further away from the love, the light, the mercy, and the grace of God. A place filled with the most horrifying, demonic beings that your mind couldn't even wrap itself around to fully comprehend. The Bible says that hell is a place where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth biting their tongues for pain, the Bible says. And folks, your indecision or your flat-out rejection of Jesus Christ will end up with you being in hell. Please, don't go to hell. You know, you hear so many people today talk about, well, you know, I'm going to, I don't care about going to hell. All my friends are going to be in hell. We're going to party. We're going to be playing cards. We'll be drinking, barbecuing. Yeah, the only thing that's going to be barbecued is going to be you. And I'm not saying that to make light of it. Friends, you don't want to go to hell. Hell is not a party place, hell is a place of eternal torment. Please don't go to hell. Especially when God has made it so easy for you to get saved today. And like I said earlier, all you need to do is put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ hung on that cruel cross on Calvary's hill, the blood that was being spilled was God's perfect blood. That's according to Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. God shed his own blood 
to pay the sin debt that you cannot. All he asks is that you accept that gift for what it is, a free gift. The Bible says that the wages, that's the payment, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through baptism? No. Through sacraments? No. Through the saints? No. Through Mary? No. The Pope? No. My good works, giving money to the poor, feeding the homeless? No. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the only way, my friends. That's the only way. Please put your faith, trust, and confidence in Jesus Christ today. Get saved today. Don't wait another minute. Like we, say, like we would say back home up in New York City, you, know, you can walk out into the street and get hit by a city bus. And if you do and you die and you're without Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. That simple. Sometimes there's no other way to put it other than blunt. You're going to go to hell. So please don't go to hell. Please don't go to hell. Just tell the Lord. I mean, he knows already. But he wants to hear you acknowledge it. He wants to hear you confess it to him. That you are a dirty, rotten, low-down, stinking sinner. That you are on the fast track to hell, and the only way that you're going to get saved is if he does it for you. Just tell him that. That's all you need to do. And my friends, it's not the, it's not the prayer that saves you. It's the blood. It's the blood. So get saved today. Now, folks, on our prayer list, uh, we're praying today uh, for salvation for my mother, Diane. We're praying for David, who was a, a friend of mine back in New York City. David, I've known for, oh, man, the majority of my life. I think I, I think I met David when he moved into our neighborhood when I was about 12, if I'm not mistaken. And after I got saved, I went and spoke to David, and David rejected, 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 and rejected the gospel. And uh, to this day, uh, still has not budged on his position on it. And I just continue to pray for him every day. And we're praying for him every time we have a show. We're asking you to pray for him. Uh, he needs to get saved. We're also praying for all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're praying for Jasmine Martinez. We're praying for Manuel's mother. We're praying for Sharon. We're praying for Adam's father, all in need of salvation. And I know folks, I know with the amount of people that are listening to the show, I am pretty sure that you have folks in your life that you come into contact with every day that need to be saved. Uh, and I would encourage you, send that over to us, email them to us, info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com so we can put them on our prayer list. Let's go to the Lord in prayer for the folks that are on our prayer list right now for salvation. Heavenly Father, we come before the throne of grace this, morning, this afternoon. Lord, we ask you to please, Lord, just draw those folks to yourself. Lord, we ask you to please save them. Lord, we ask you to work a miracle in their lives. Lord, we ask you to impress upon their hearts the absolute need for Jesus Christ, like you did for me 23 years ago. Lord, like you've done for so many millions of people around the world over the course of time. Father, I pray that you would just 
please save them. Lord, particularly we pray for my mom. We pray for David. We pray for those unsaved members of the Baldino family who I know have heard the gospel message. Lord, we pray for Jasmine Martinez. Lord, we pray for Manuel's mother. We pray for Sharon. We pray for Adam's father. We lift each one of them up to you today. And Father, we ask you to save them. Pour out the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ upon them, Lord. Wash them and cleanse them of their sin. Bring them into yourself, Lord God, and have them acknowledge their need for Jesus Christ. And I'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, and uh, we're going to go down our sick list uh, at this point here. All right, so uh, as always, we pray for Pastor Martin. For those of you who are new listening, we, we pray for Pastor Martin on every show that we do. Pastor Martin is my pastor's pastor and friend. He's also a, f- a good friend to me. Uh, pastor Martin is 89 years old. He has a myriad number of health problems, including eczema, uh, heart condition, poor vision, uh, and we pray for him uh, each and every week. Uh, Pastor Martin, again, uh, for those of you who are new, Pastor Martin goes out every week at 89 years old and street preaches. Pastor Martin, with the, uh, with the vision trouble that he has, where he needs to use a, one of those big uh, magnifying lenses just to read uh, his Bible, reads 10 chapters every day from his Bible. So we lift him up and we ask the Lord just to uh, bless him and touch him and bring healing to his body and uh, to, to bring, uh, bring healing to his vision, to his heart. Uh, and uh, we ask the Lord to give him uh, strength each and every day. We also pray for uh, Jasmine Martinez. Jasmine has been in the hospital for some time now with lupus. And uh, as I was very happy to report last week, uh, she uh, has taken a, a wonderfully positive turn, and she will be able to be uh, heading home to be with her family very, very soon. And we are extremely thankful for that to the Lord. And uh, But we're going to continue to pray for Jasmine that she'll make a full recovery. Uh, we're praying for my mom, who is in rehab up in New York City and will be hopefully heading home in the next week. We're praying for my sister, Laura, who has uh, back trouble, shoulder pr- shoulder trouble, and uh, we're also happy to report that uh, she has been feeling better since uh, we were last together last week. We're praying for Bernice, uh, a good sister in our church who has been battling cancer for quite some time and for the treatments that she's undergoing. We're praying also for Bernice's mom, Laura, who also has been struggling with cancer. We're praying for Janae, who has a heart condition. We're praying for Sharon Baldino with cancer, Martin Mata uh, with lymphoma, Daniel Villarreal, who has been uh, dealing with leukemia and uh, received information today that uh, looks like Daniel will be going home for three weeks uh, very, very shortly. So we're thankful for that. Uh, We're also praying for Alex Ortiz, Diego Ortiz. We're praying for Hezekiah uh, for a fast recovery from the uh, procedure he had recently. And also we're praying for Juan from uh, San Antonio, who has an aggressive and advanced cancer. Moving down our prayer list, we're praying for, uh, for, um, for uh, Jude, my brother-in-law, for his business as a contractor. Uh, we're praying for uh, the family. Uh, bro- a good brother of mine, Hector, has asked prayer for his family in San Antonio uh, over their uh, son who was, uh, who was taken from them 
uh, just a few days ago. So we're going to pray. We continue to pray for his family up there in San Antonio, and that and that Hector and his family would be a good witness on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, to his cousin's family. We're also praying for a good brother in Christ, Federico Salinas, and we're thankful for him for his fe- for his friendship, for his fellowship, for his family, and uh, we're asking the Lord just to continue to bless him and the work of his hands. We're also praying for uh, a good brother, Aldo, and his business at Pro HVAC here in Eagle Pass. And we're asking the Lord also to continue to bless him and to bless the work of his hands. We're praying for Angel and her pregnancy. We're praying for her husband, Alex, and his walk with the Lord. Uh, Isabella has asked for prayer for her walk with the Lord. Uh, Jessica has asked for prayer for her walk with the Lord. And we're also praying for Liz with a uh, financial and legal matter that is pressing that's going to need to be addressed. And then we have the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Those are the prayers that uh, we just don't have the words to speak. Or perhaps there's something so personal that uh, you know, it's not for everyone to know, but we know that the Lord knows exactly what those needs are. So on our unspoken prayer list, uh, we're praying for Ronnie. We're praying for Eduardo Rodriguez. We're praying for Ed. We're praying for Larissa, Hector, Manuel, Angela, and then also uh, for myself. So our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that you are the God of answered prayer. We thank you, Father God, that we can approach the throne of grace with the petitions of our heart. Lord, that uh, when the Lord Jesus Christ cried up from that cross, it is finished, and the veil was rent in twain in the temple. Lord, that that granted us full access for those of us that are believers to the throne of grace. And we are so thankful for that opportunity, Father. Father, today we just, uh, before the throne, Lord, we lay all of those that are on our sick list today. We pray for Pastor Martin. Lord, we lift him up to you. We pray for Jasmine Martinez. Lord, we pray for my mom, for Laura, Bernice, Bernice's mom, Laura. We lift up Janae, Sharon, Martin, Daniel, Alex, Diego, Hezekiah, and Juan. And Father, we just pray that you would touch each and every one of them in their particular need. Lord, we ask you would give them grace. Lord, we ask that you would bring healing. And Lord, that you would show mercy. Father, we thank you so much for all that you do for us. And we ask you to continue to bless them. And we'll ask this in Jesus' name. Father, as we go down our list here, Lord, we look at uh, uh, Brother Hector and his request for his family in San Antonio over the loss of their son. Father, we pray that you would bring comfort to them. Lord, we pray that you would just touch them in a, in a mighty way. And Lord, that you would just pour out your grace on them as they endure this painful time in their life. And Father, we pray that you would use Brother Hector and his family uh, as, as a good gospel witness if they're not saved. Lord, that they might turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and that you would use Hector and his family to do that. Father, we pray for my brother-in-law, Jude, for his business up in New York City, his contracting business. We pray that you would just bless the work of his hands and, Lord, that you would just steer some business his way. Lord, we pray for uh, Brother Salinas. We, Lord, we lift him up to you. We're, we Again, we thank you for his fellowship, for his friendship. We thank you for his leadership and his family. We thank you, Lord, for his ministry. Lord, we thank you for him. And, uh, Lord, we just pray that you would continue to bless him as he continues to serve. Father, we pray for Brother Aldo as, uh, and his business at Pro HVAC. Lord, we just pray that you would bless him as he works and provides for his family. Lord, we pray that you would steer business his way. And, Lord, we pray that he would give you all the honor and glory that you deserve. 
Father, we pray for Angel in her pregnancy. Father, we know she's drawing close to term, and Lord, we pray that you would uh, you would just help her to uh, deliver without any incident, and Lord, that she would have a, a beautiful and healthy little baby. Father, we pray for her husband, Alex, for his job, for his work, for his walk with the Lord. Father, we pray for Isabella and Jessica for their walk with the Lord. And Lord, we lift up Liz to you tonight for her financial matter and legal situation that she needs to get resolved. Father, we thank you for your answered prayer. And Lord, we just also pray for those with the unspoken prayers. Father, we pray for Eduardo, for Ronnie, for Ed, Larissa. We pray for Hector, Manuel, Angela, and of course, for my own personal unspoken need. Father, we lift them all up to you tonight. Lord, we ask you to bless them. Lord, we ask you to answer each and every prayer that we have put forward today according to your perfect will for us, for our lives, and let, Lord, you would receive all the honor and glory that you're due. Father, we also pray for our uh, Sermon Sunday broadcast as we move forward today. Lord, I pray that you would just give me the words to speak as we tackle this subject on hardened hearts. So, Father, we thank you so much for all that you do for us. Please bless the, uh, the rest of the, and remainder of this show, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Now, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, please feel free to email them to us by heading over to Sword of the Spirit podcast and sending them over on that web form. Or you could also email them to me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And if you are in our chat group on Spreaker, if you have any prayer requests, questions, or comments, you could always drop them in over there. I look forward to seeing those. They're always a blessing. And um, we'll get back to those as soon as we possibly can, and we'll be sure to pray for you. All right. Uh, no missionaries to talk about today. No, no listener questions to answer. No birthdays to announce this week. And so we are going to take our second break of the afternoon here, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible. Maybe, maybe grab yourself a cup of coffee, refill, or a bottle of water. And when we come back, we'll be getting into today's message on hardened hearts. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ by liking, subscribing, and sharing this show with all of your friends, your family, and your followers. And we'll be back right after this. Stick with us. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Busy Believer, where we bring the Bible study to you when life has got you on the run. This podcast releases every single Wednesday with 20 to 30 minute episodes featuring clear cut, straight talk in the Word of God and actual takeaways from every session. You can expect me, your host, Monica Hansen, on every episode. And you can find this podcast on any podcast app on the planet, such as Apple, Spotify, Amazon, just to name a few. And if you'd like to subscribe to me, you could do so by going to linktree forward slash warriorsofgod70.
the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen. 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 Hey, folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, we are about to get started in uh, or with episode number 96. Episode number 96. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I've told, you know, for the benefit of those that, um, that are new and, um, you know, some of you who may forget these things, when we started this podcast um, back in April of last year, I, we did not expect to get past 10 episodes. And here we are now today about to begin episode number 96. And it, this has been an incredible experience. And I am, like I said before, I am so thankful for every one of you guys uh, that tune in and listen and and, and share this with your friends and your family. It's a, it's a real blessing, and I do appreciate you. Thank you so very, very much for it. And uh, 
With that said, episode 96, uh, if you have a Bible with you, would you take that Bible and open it up to the Gospel of Mark, chapter number 6, Mark chapter 6, Matthew, Mark, second book of your New Testament, second book of your New Testament, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, and we'll begin in verse 42. And they did eat all, and they did all eat and were filled. All right, well, what's this talking about? This is the miracle of feeding the 5,000. And uh, we addressed this subject uh, back in March. I believe it was March. Yeah, it was March. And uh, I, I preached on the feeding of the 5,000. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. And they that, and they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out, well, I kind of guess that if you were out there fishing and you saw someone walking on the water, it would unnerve you a tad a bit too, wouldn't it? So, uh, verse 50. For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. All right, now go to chapter 8 with me. Mark chapter 8 and verse 14. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. And when Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, Why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not, neither understand? Have ye hardened yet? Have, have ye your heart yet hardened? Well, according to chapter 6, they hardened their heart as they considered not the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. And Jesus said, Is your heart still hard? Verse 18, Having eyes see ye not, and having ears hear ye not? And do you not remember, when I break the five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? They say unto him, Twelve. And when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said, Seven. And he said unto them, How is it that you don't understand? You see, in the early part of chapter 8, uh, Jesus had once again duplicated the feeding of the five thousand. Only this time it was 4,000. So it was two separate miracles, not the same. The second time there were 4,000. Uh, the first time there were 12 baskets of fragments left over. The second time there were seven baskets left over. 
And Jesus said, why don't you understand this? Why can't you get a hold of this? All right, let's pray. Father, help us get a hold of it today. Help our brains and our hearts wrap around this great truth that you're presenting to us. Lord, help us to have the ability to apply it to ourselves. Lord, I pray that uh, that uh, those listening would uh, would uh, think uh, that you know that belongs to the guy down the road that uh, he needs this today. Lord, somehow give us enough discernment to apply it to us. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, may it cut our hearts. May it discern the thoughts and intents of our minds. God, apply it to us today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, now clearly miracle number two, feeding the 4,000 is less in proportion to miracle number one. Now in the midst of all of this, We've read twice Jesus mentions that the problem has to do with hardened hearts. You know, it occurred to me as I was studying these passages that, that oftentimes we are the recipients of the law of diminishing return. And we wonder why, don't we? We say, well, what's the deal? It seems like God used to do more on our behalf than he does now. What's the problem? Could the problem be a hard heart? That was definitely the difficulty in this particular situation. Jesus twice says, the problem is your heart, that it's hard. The message seems to be very clear. If your heart is hardened, your blessings will be diminished. Now, who wants that? Who would want that? Now, I don't, te- I don't teach and I don't preach a prosperity gospel here. You know, we don't preach that Jesus wants you healthy, wealthy, and wise. That just runs in conflict with too much of the Bible. But on the flip side, who doesn't want to bask in the center of God's blessing? Amen? Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. So as, as I examine this, the question that begs examination is, what causes hard hearts? Clearly, a hard heart is a difficulty. It's a problem, and it results in diminished blessings. But the greater question is, what causes it? What causes a hard heart? That's what I want to know. I asked myself this as I went through this. Lord, is my heart hard? And if it is, why is it? What causes a hard heart? Now, in Bible language, the heart is synonymous with your soul in that it's part of your soul. In Bible language, your mind, your heart, and your will all are part or, or are all the framework for the human soul. Jesus said, what should it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So in other words, your heart is the real you. Your flesh isn't you. That's just a tabernacle that you live in. You critics of the Bible say, well, you know, you people talk about the heart. That if thou shalt believe in thine heart, everyone knows your heart is just a pump. It just pumps blood. And you know something? The world doesn't believe that. They don't believe that for a minute. The critics don't believe that. That's, you know, you know the guy never said, you know, that country song? You know, I cross my pump. 
You know, how can you mend a broken pump? I left my pump in San Francisco. You know, the heart is the very seat of your emotions. It's you. It embraces the soul. That's the part of you that'll live forever. So the hard heart, I thought, Lord, what causes a hard heart? Now, the only way I know how to approach a thing is in, in an investigative basis is to search the Bible. You know, the human intellect fails when it comes to solving spiritual problems. You know what? You know what? What does the Bible say? That's the main thing. What does the Bible say? So I took my Bible and my concordance, and I began to look up every passage where God deals with the subject of a hard heart. And believe me, there's lots of them in there, lots of them. Um, I can't give them all to you, but I think I have it pared down to where we can get the general idea of what causes a hard heart. And it behooves all of us to ask ourselves the question, do I have a hard heart? Have I experienced diminished blessings in my life? Maybe the problem is my heart. Well, let's begin over in John chapter 12. John chapter 12 and verse 37. John 12, verse 37. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him, that the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because that Isaiah said again, He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. These things said Isaiah when he saw, the, when he saw his glory and spake of him. Now, if that's all that I had to go on, I'd say, hold on a second, wait a minute. The thing seems to be predestinated predestinated and foreordained in granite that the Lord hardened their hearts. And that's just the way it goes, just like he hardened Pharaoh's heart. You know, but there's more to it. There's more to it, and thank the Lord for the addendum. Look in verse um, uh, 42, verse 42. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Now we're at the root of the problem, right there. And do you know, what the, you know, do you know why their heart was hardened? Because they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. That results in an adamant, hardest-flint heart. Well, so, uh, so Jesus when he concluded the miracle of feeding the 5,000, and then shortly thereafter, um, he, he, dis, he dispersed his disciples out to a ship. And as the storm arose, and they were toiling and rowing, and then all of a sudden he appeared to them. And they were greatly troubled by the whole scene. And Jesus' conclusion was, what's the problem? Didn't you consider the miracle? Are your hearts hard? And then later he said, didn't you get it? Didn't you get it? As a result of the first miracle, each of you got a basket, 12 baskets, one for each disciple. The second miracle, only seven baskets. 
the blessings diminished. Don't you get it? He said. The problem is a hard heart. Well, one reason we see that in Scripture is some people love the praise of men more than the praise of God. You know, I started to think about that. And you know, the society in which you and I live embraces the notion to such an extent that, uh, you know, people need to be applauded and adored and idolized, that it has a, has a filtered-down effect that creeps into our thinking, whether we realize it or not. You know, somewhere in the last 50 years or so in our society, we've gotten so twisted in our perception of what life is really all about, and the conclusion we've come to, whether it's covertly or overtly, is that the applause of men is more important than the praise of God. And as a result of that, we have a hard heart. You know, we look at our teenagers and we wonder, why are they so angry? Or why are they so tripped out in one way or another? You know, perhaps it's because they're mad or angry because they've come to realize, uh, you know, in all probability that they'll never live the life of luxury of those that we've allowed them to idolize. And then their hearts get hard. I know it to be so. You know, the thing that grieves me so much as a preacher is watching how over the years the tide has turned. We have veritably few young people today, as opposed to years gone by, who volunteer for the Lord's work, who volunteer for the mission field, who volunteer for the ministry, you know, where the emphasis is the praise of God and not the praise of men. We have all of these content creators now on things like TikTok and YouTube and, and uh, you know, all the other social media sites. They desire the praise of men. But folks, to desire the praise of men is to court disaster. Look with me over in Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Now in Acts chapter 12, we see one of the end results of of desiring the praise of men. You know, I've wondered about it. You know, I... I believe with all of my heart that folks ought to do what they can do to be a good parent. Spend time with your children. Love your children. Care about your children. Teach your children. Do things for your children. But, um, you know, I, I wonder what, and you know what, maybe I'm the tweaked one here. You know, I was raised in a generation with people, I mean, I don't know, I you know, children were to be seen and not heard kind of thing. I don't know. You know maybe they tipped the scale too far in the other direction. That may very well be. But today, today, oftentimes the two-year-old has to be the center of the entire family's attention. You know, every little word, every little nuance, every little action has to be applauded and noticed and appreciated. What do we tell them now? What's the message that we're actually conveying? And then, you know, the time comes when they're no longer applauded, when they're no longer hurrahed, and their hearts are hard. Their hearts are hard. Now, in Acts chapter 19, uh, excuse me, Acts, Acts chapter 12, we'll go to Acts 19 in a minute. Acts chapter 12 and verse 20. 
And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus, the king's chamberlain, their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. So we have one group of people that's saying, you know, we better butter up this other king down here because, you know, we're economically dependent on him. You get me? It's, poli- it's politics as usual, folks. That's what this is all about. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. He made a speech, you see? And because they're trying to grease the skids of, po- of politics and uh, they're trying to open up a unilateral trade agreement that's going to benefit everybody, uh, and the people gave a shout saying, it is the voice of a god and not of a man. Oh, oh, they're saying he's wonderful. He's Barack Obama. And immediately the angel of the Lord, you know, pat him on the head and said, good boy. No, 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 no. The angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Seeking the applause, the accreditation, the accolades of mankind have a dangerous possibility. An attempt to duplicate and to receive credit is to risk injury. Look with me over in Acts chapter 19. I cannot duplicate what God himself needs to have the glory for. Now you'll notice that in Acts 12, the word was multiplied as a result of that. Herod got eaten up by worms. Now in Acts chapter 19 and verse 13, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and the chief of the priests, which did so. You see, these guys here had been observing Paul and observing his ministry and his apostolic abilities to cast out evil spirits and so on. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to duplicate that, but not for the right motive. What they wanted to do was profiteer from this ability. And so, you know, they thought, well, you know, if he can do it, we can do it. I adjure thee in the name of Jesus. Well, all right, here we are. Verse 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? It's a little divine sarcasm here. You know, you've got to appreciate this. You know, and the man in whom the evil in, in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. All right, you know, you get one guy that's demon possessed, and it doesn't matter if it's against seventy or seven hundred. Man, he he can take them on, and he did. He whooped them good. I mean, they ran out of the house naked as jaybirds, all beat up. You talk about humiliated. And wounded, there they are. You see, to, to desire to duplicate something that belongs to God himself is very, very dangerous. So God help us to understand. You know, another sub-point under this is found in Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3, let's go over there. Hebrews chapter 3. Now, in, in Hebrews chapter 3, they were, they were more interested in God's works 
than in God's ways. They were interested in feeding the 5,000, but they missed the lesson of it. And let me show you. When Jesus fed the 5,000, each of the disciples got a full basket out of the deal. When, when he walked on water, they didn't get anything out of the deal except, except an opportunity to get to know him in a more personal and intimate kind of way. They missed that opportunity. They missed it. And so we see the principle of diminishing returns on the blessings. Now in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 8, Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So once again, the hardened heart is addressed. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their hearts, and have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. You see, they're interested in the works but they're not interested in the ways of God, according to our text. Now, they're interested as long as man has fallen from heaven. They're interested as far as, you know, water coming out of the rock. They're interested when the quail show up in abundance. They're interested in God's provision. They're interested in God's protection. They're interested in the Red Sea falling on the armies of Pharaoh. They're interested in the works of God, but they're not interested in the ways of God. All right, to know God's ways is to get to know Him. All right, that was the problem. That was the problem. When Jesus came to the disciples walking on the water and they thought it was a spirit, I mean, what a profound, an absolutely profound opportunity for them just to visit with Him, just to get to know Him. No bread, no fish, no other miracle. Just this, the glorified, wonderful Messiah Prince, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we sure like to get to know you better. Times do not change people's hearts. People today are looking for the provision and the protection of God, but not really wanting to know him. Look with me over in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. And that produces a hard heart and consequently, diminished blessings. Now in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, the apostle said that I may know him, not his works, not his miracles, him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. All right, do you know what you need to do? You need to get to know him. It's far more critical that you know all that you can find out about the Lord Jesus Christ than it is about a uh, prospective spouse. And I recommend you get to know a lot about them too. (laughs) But how much more critical is it that you get to know him, that I may know him? All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our last break of the afternoon here, and when we come back, we'll continue on and wrap up our study of hardened hearts. 
Folks, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Hit that five-star review if you feel like we deserve it. And we'll be back right after this. Please don't go away. can't help but think about the Lord and all the things he's done. He meets my every need. You know he's been so good to me and I can't help but praise the Lord for all he's done. For all he's I could mention only one I'd have to thank him for his son And that's enough to praise the Lord For all he's done For all he's done Just begun, and I can't help but pray.
Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely.
And welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, we are going through our message today on hardened hearts. Hardened hearts. And we we last left off discussing how critical it is that you get to know him, that I may know him, the Apostle Paul said. All right, so a singular focus, a singular focus on miracles, a singular focus on miracles, on the works, not the ways, produces a hard heart. A desire for the applause of men rather than the praise of God produces a hard heart. All right, now look with me. Uh, go back to Hebrews in chapter 4 this time. Hebrews chapter 4. And uh, let's pick up another one here. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 6. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, As it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. So what was the problem being discussed here? Now, the writer of Hebrews, the Apostle Paul, is utilizing the um, historical example of Israel wandering in the wilderness, and they were denied that opportunity for an entire 40-year generation to enter into the land of rest. Why was that? Well, very simply, because of their unbelief. Do you remember the story? Do you remember that story? Moses sent the 12 spies to scout out the land, and then they came back and they brought the report. Ten were negative, two were positive. Two said, man, we can do it. With God's help, we can do it. Even though there's giants in the land, even though we look like grasshoppers in their sight, even though they have an incredible armament in fortified cities, even though we're minuscule compared to what we face, we can do it with God's help. And the other 10 said, oh, no, 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 no. God said, okay, here's the deal. And by the way, you know, they put it to a democratic vote, which is frequently dangerous. And the majority said, no, 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 no. We can't do it. God said, okay, I'll tell you what. This whole generation, this whole generation, your bones are going to lie in this wilderness the next generation is going to go in and take the land. Well, why is that? Because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. Do you know what unbelief does? It hardens the heart. It hardens the heart. Now, ask yourself this question, if you would, and tolerate me, please, momentarily, just tolerate me. All right? Ask yourself this question. What do I really, totally believe him for? Well, if you're saved, at least one point in your life, you totally believed him to save you, to save your soul and forgive your sin and give you eternal life. You have received him. You've totally believed him for salvation to take you to heaven and to bury your sins as far as the east is from the west. You believed him for that. Now, let me ask you this. Do you believe God can give you the desires of your heart? Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Are you willing to wait on him for that? 
And if your desires aren't acceptable, are you willing to ask God to replace them with one that is? Have you been saying, Lord, the desire of my heart has been for a new Dodge six-speed pickup? And the the Lord said, live with a Ford. Are you willing to do that? Do you see what I'm saying? How about preservation? Immediately after the miracle, the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples didn't really believe Jesus could take care of them. You know, they're out there rowing and they're toiling. The wind is coming up. The waves are kicking up. They're nervous. They're jerky. They're saying, boy, I don't even know if we're ever going to get to shore. This whole thing is against it. It's like gloom and doom. They had already forgotten about the preserving, miraculous hand of Jesus Christ. Do you really believe, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good? How much do you believe God? How much do you believe him? Do you really believe him? Unbelief causes a hard heart. A hard heart. Israel's heart was hardened. All right? We're almost done for today. I'm going to quickly give you another one. Take your Bibles and go over to Proverbs chapter 28. Proverbs chapter number 28. And as you're turning there, I need to ask this question. Do you believe enough to be saved? Do you believe enough to ask God for forgiveness? Do you believe enough for that? In Proverbs 28 and verse 13, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. And we see that in the personage of Judah, all right? Uh, Verse 14, Happy is the man that feareth alway, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. Now, wait a minute. Wait just a second. That seems like a direct contradiction to other passages we read. You know, for example, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Over and over and over again, we're told we don't have to fear, but there are some things clearly, that you need to fear. Well, what? Sin. Sin. Sin is something that needs to be feared. Well, how does this fit with we're not given to the spirit of fear? Well, very simply this. Happy is the man that feareth alway, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. All right, so lack of fear about sin hardens our hearts. Now, I want to read something to you that's very interesting. Ray Steadman wrote the clearest statement on original sin I've ever read, and it comes from a report of the Minnesota Crime Commission. In studying humanity, the the commission came to this really frightening and factual conclusion. Now, I'm going to modify that when, when they say that they say original sin. I'm going to say sin nature, because if you really study your Bible, the religious notion of original sin You aren't born with original sin, but you were born with a sin nature that dictates sin. Now, what I'm going to read to you, this isn't coming from some rabid, foaming-at-the-mouth Baptist preacher. This is the Minnesota Crime Commission, okay? And you're not going to believe it. When I read it, I couldn't believe it. I said, they didn't really write this, you know, but they did. They actually did. And here's what the Minnesota Crime Commission wrote. Quote, 
Every baby starts life as a little savage. <laughs> All right, it gets worse. It gets worse. He's completely selfish and self-centered. He wants what he wants when he wants it. His bottle, his mother's attention, his playmate's toy, his uncle's watch. Deny him these wants, and he seethes with rage and aggressiveness, which would be murderous were he not so helpless. It goes on. It goes on. He is dirty. He has no morals, no knowledge, and no skills. This means that all children, not just certain children, are born delinquent. If permitted to continue in the self-centered world of his fancy, given free reign to his impulsive actions to satisfy his wants, every child would grow up a criminal, a killer, a thief, a rapist. That's what the Minnesota Crime Commission says. And you know what? I agree with it. Do you know what your duty and responsibility and job as a parent is? To curb those natural instincts, to modify them, to restrain them. Amen? That's what we do. I mean, just look in any nursery. Oh, they're so sweet. No, they're not sweet. They're savages. They're savages. Do you know what maturity is? Maturity is learning to overcome those base instincts, learning to keep those things suppressed. Honestly, how many of you at least thought, have at least um, allowed a notion to harbor in your mind, even if it was just momentarily, about some crime, if you could get away with it? You know, how many of you ever watched one of those true crime shows on TV and, and said, well, that's where they made their mistake, and I'll make a note of that? See? But you know, because somewhere in your past, you have conditioned yourself to understand the consequences, or you have been conditioned to understand the consequences. You've said, I better curb those desires. I better get them suppressed. Lack of fear. Lack of fear of sin produces hard hearts. And so, you know, and we, we've all seen those black and red bumper stickers all over the place that say, no fear. You better fear. There are some things you better fear. Or your heart will be hard. And then you'll be at the bottom end of the diminishing blessings. All right? There's one more. Just one more and I'm done. I promise. Just one more and I'm done. Deuteronomy 15 is where it is. All right, Deuteronomy 15 and verse number 7. Deuteronomy 15, verse 7. If there, be any, uh, if there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates in thy land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. But thou shalt open thine hand wide unto him, and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need in that which he wanteth. Now, as I continue to study my Bible, I understand that the poorest of all are those that Jesus described in Matthew chapter 5 as the poor in spirit. 
the poor in spirit. If you're saved today and you have the assurance and knowledge in your heart, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life. If that's you, if that's you, there's not a wealthier person on the planet than you. You are rich beyond comparison. You're incredibly wealthy. You have eternal life. I know my sheep. They hear my voice. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. You're wealthy. And your neighbor, who may live in far more luxurious circumstances than you, his house may be twice the square footage, you know, extremely well appointed with the newest carpets and curtains and furnitures, all the newest cabinetry and countertops carved out of genuine granite. He may have a Mercedes and a Porsche in the garage. You get the drift. You get the idea. If he's without Christ, he's poor. He has no hope of the future. He has no assurance of forgiveness. He has no reconciliation with a pure and righteous God. He has not what you do. He is poor. And the Bible says if you don't extend yourself on behalf of the poor, your heart will become hard. That's why it's critical that we do some of the things that we do. It's not for their benefit, although it is. To be assured, it is. But even if it wasn't, it's important that we do things like working a shift at a homeless shelter or, or down uh, uh, at the booth at the fair or street preach or establish a homeless ministry. And, and, and like we used to do back up in New York, we would go out into a local park where the majority of the homeless in the area would be and we would give out sandwiches and socks and and underwear, and, and, and gospel tracts. We do it on behalf of the poor. Do you know why we need to do those things? We need to do those things so that our hearts stay pliable, so that our hearts stay soft, so that we may receive the full and unfettered blessings of God. Folks, the law of diminishing returns is because of our hard heart. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the day. Lord, we want to thank you for the preaching and the teaching of your holy word today. Father, we pray today that we would do those things that we need to do to keep our hearts from hardening. That we would know him. That we would do on behalf of the poor. Father, we pray today that you would work in us and through us to reach those that don't have Jesus Christ. Because it's critical that they find Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for any of those that are under the sound of my voice today. I pray that they would come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, that they wouldn't harden their hearts to the truth of the gospel. And Lord, that they would receive the full and unfettered blessings of God. 
And we will thank you, and we will praise you, and we will bless you for it. In the precious name of our Lord and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. All right, folks. Well, that will just about do it for episode number 96 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining us today on our Sermon Sunday broadcast. Head over to the Sword of the Spirit podcast.com, fill out that contact form, send us over your prayer requests. If you can help us out with a monthly recurring contribution, we would appreciate that. And if you can't do that, a one time would be just as great. Folks, don't forget. Thursday night Bible study, win the lost, no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.